0: okay and we're live so what's up listeners welcome to a, a well a long-awaited episode of the midge and the keg nfl podcast uh host as usual midge uh well i say fortunately not but my uh co-host is uh unfortunately not available man if the keg is somewhere else I, I don't even know where he is at the moment so i've got the next best thing and got on bill from dial up for blitz Says you might as you might as well have shares in this podcast now mate to be yeah, fair. i
1: think I think so. I think maybe yeah, for the 2023 season, we should maybe just rename it the Bill and Bill
0: Podcast because
1: yeah, Keeg seems to ducked out hard.
0: You got a lot. Yeah, you got love a bit of a rebrand, so you never know. It might it might pay off. So uh, we'll have him on the side when he can. Uh, but well, find some time because it seems like never get older at the moment. But I'm sure he'll be watching. I think he's traveling at the moment, so he may be watching it. So I won't slag him off too much. So uh, <laughs> and uh, so uh, yeah, mate. So obviously. It's the first, time, first episode I've done in a while. I know obviously you, you boys at the Blips have been doing some bits. You've done a bit today, didn't you? Obviously you have an episode that will be released. I'm guessing Chucky will release it soon, will Yeah, we've
1: got some, some episodes coming up. Well, I think we're going to do AFC and NFC sort of season reviews, just going over you know what we've seen in the last <laughs> 16, 17, 18 weeks. Yep. Um, and then we're going to do a playoff sort of preview, if you like, um looking to the wild card round and you know a little bit further on, maybe some predictions. Uh Chuck's definitely gotta um change his predictions up. I think he had a, a Raiders
0: Rams Super Bowl. So we, oh, we know yeah. we know that's not happening. No, nah, um, to be look, fair, uh, mine's uh, mine's not much better than his, I don't think. So uh I, I, I definitely had the Rams. Rams. <laughs> yes, yeah, you had a,
1: you had Bill's Rams, um yeah, I had Bill's like, Eagles.
0: Yeah, oh, yours yours didn't still still with a shout. I yeah. think Keg's still in play as well. I think so. He's the same
1: cool. as you, I
0: think. Oh, did he? Oh, okay. Then. So. Well, I'll have to find yeah, out. I after remember just being shocked that you all had the Rams going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, call it right, mate, because uh, yeah, they don't want to talk about their season. But you know, we can obviously get into other things another day. This this episode, guys, obviously mainly about <clears throat> Wild Card Weekend. Um, obviously, uh, you know, Saturday and Sunday for the football. What more can you want? Um, and there are some tasty matchups. Um, that obviously we can dive into uh, coming up. So let's dive into the Saturday games, Bill. So let's get uh, straight into it. Should we start off with the AFC on the Saturday? Come kind of with a game that's on, actually. Yeah, the here. AFC, it's the late game on the Saturday. It's
1: the so. e- e Los Angeles Chargers at the Jacksonville Jaguars.
0: That's it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, jumping straight off of the bat. I mean, I think people that maybe overlooked this matchup a little bit um just cuz obviously there's some obviously some big games you know that I mean it's the playoffs anyway but i feel like this is maybe the most overlooked game i don't know about you um yeah, but i think I, it could I be agree. quite interesting
1: yeah I, I agree um it's probably the the one i'm most looking forward to outside of obviously the bills game um because we, we get see Justin Herbert and Herbert. Trevor Lawrence two two young quarterbacks that were taken well, I think they'll both take, obviously, Trevor Lawrence went first overall. I think Justin Herbert went fifth, maybe sixth, something like that, um, to the Chargers uh, the year before. And it's two two guys that, you know, we've not seen in the playoffs before. How are they going to handle it as young quarterbacks? They're teams that are good. You know, the, the Chargers' offense is good. The Jags are probably more of a balanced football team. They've got a good defense. Um, and obviously, they've got an offense that can, can make things happen. Trevor Lawrence has recently been looking after the ball and protecting the ball. I I like to look at this as Trevor Lawrence's rookie season. Now I know it's not, but having his first year with Urban Meyer is is a bit of a liberty. Um, so I've kind of given him the benefit of the doubt, and he's impressed me massively this year. I think he's he's looked like the guy that we all expected, um, coming you know what he would look like coming out of Clemson, and yeah, I, I'm just I'm really excited to see it. I I haven't really got a feel either. I feel it's all going to come down to how well well the Chargers' offence can can go up against that that playmaking Jags' defence. Um, I think that's where the the strength, that's the two strengths, I think, of these teams um, and where it's going to play out. But it's going to be interesting to see if the Jags... They're a balanced offence. They're a good offence. They're a balanced offence. But this is a Chargers' defence that struggles against a run. And as much as I like Travis Etienne, he's not the kind of guy you want running between the tackles you know, on, on twenty-five carries a game, he's not that kind of runner and obviously getting rid of James Robinson earlier in the season. I wonder if they're going to be able to establish the run enough to take time off the clock and force the Chargers into a game script that they, they might not necessarily want to be in. Um so yeah, I'm I'm really interested. I think you've got the, the two young quarterbacks that, you know, we all we all think uh, are <clears throat> probably the next the next two guys up or two of the next, you know, guys up like that AFC is so stacked at quarterback. Um and it, yeah, I just think it's going to be a really interesting matchup Good coaches as well. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, I think, um, yeah, like, <clears throat> excuse me, yeah, the, mate, the way you've broke it down is what I feel like people should be looking at a little bit more. There's actually a lot more to this game than people think. I think off the bat, people will probably just jump at the gun and go, yeah, Chargers sh- shouldn't really be a problem, you know, to win this game. But like you say, Justin Herbert's first player uh, appearance as well as um, Trevor's this season. and uh yeah, you obviously look at that, and I mean, I think the Chargers are only favored by three points, maybe two and a half points, something like that. It's not, a, you know, they don't to th- they think it should be a tighter one, which it very well could be. Um, and yeah, like you said, I think the hire of Doug Peterson is obviously, and I mentioned this kind of in the off-season, that he look if he can take a Nick Foles and win a Super Bowl with Nick Foles, even though with that Eagles team he had, you know, and it's like look, he's got a much more bigger project and a lot more talent worth within Trevor. And he's, I mean, I think what was the stretch? It was like their last nine games have won seven. You know, they've been on a bit of a roll at the moment. So you, you, you could argue, really, momentum's a little bit in the Jags' favour at the moment with the way they've been going. I
1: find it surprising that the Chargers are, are favoured, to be honest. I look at it and I go, OK, home field advantage, Jags. Coaching advantage, in my opinion, Jags. Defence. Which team's got the better defence, in my opinion, the Jags in quite clearly. Offence is where you go, OK, You've got a Chargers offence that can be explosive and, and has got playmakers, but is Mike Williams going to be healthy? I don't know. I'm not sure. He, you know, he went off injured uh, against the Broncos and I'm not sure if he's if he's going to heal up in time. I think it's there are more explosive offence. They can they can score quicker and put points on the board quicker. But I think c- consistency, you're probably going to take the Jacks. Now, the Jags don't have the weapons. You know, they've got Marvin Jones and, and Zay Jones and uh, Christian Kirk. You know, Evan Ingram's having a great year at tight end. And obviously, the you know, the aforementioned Travis Etienne. So, whilst the Chargers, for me, you know, they've got that explosive. They've got Justin Herbert who can, you know, throw the ball a million miles. But I think consistency, I'd probably give it to the Jags. So, you're looking, OK, they've got the more consistent offence. They've got the better defence, the better coaching. And they've got home field advantage. I, I find it surprising that the Chargers are favoured but we'll see what happens
0: yeah for sure I think um, yeah like you said obviously you know this is probably one of the biggest games the Jags have had you know since the AFC Championship game the last time they are in the playoffs so and and you remember as well I mean like in respect to the head coaching gig you know Brandon Staley is his first you know time in terms of head coaching gig to go and you know push through his Chargers you know going through Doug Peas a Super Bowl winner you know what I mean so it's a case of where you're like it. it, it, it could little things like That could sway a little bit more, but I'm excited for that one. I'm going to try my best to stay up and uh, see how we get on with that one. But uh, yeah, I think that's it. it Shouldn't be as overlooked as possible because that could arguably could be one of the better games of the weekend. Um, Probably most competitive,
1: in my opinion. Probably most competitive. So yeah, really looking forward to that one. And I'll um, I'll get a nap in a little bit earlier in the day, and I'll I'll stay up and 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 make it for that one. I'm sure.
0: Yeah, that's it. And uh, yeah, that's definitely going to be. Uh, an interesting one coming from Jacksonville, and uh, and obviously the other game on the uh, the Saturday, which is the earlier game, is a, <clears throat> a classic divisional matchup between Seattle and the Niners. Um, I mean, I'm not going to lie, but I mean, straight off the bat, I mean, Seattle, were, Seattle were obviously punching. I mean, look, look at the way they started the year, they were punching above their weight. Let's be honest, they have been absolutely, i have been very impressed with with Pete Carroll and 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 the GM and the, the whole office and what they've done this season. They've they've proved they've, they've hit on their draft picks. They look like geniuses with the Russell Wilson trade now, you know, with what they were able to get out of him. They look absolutely like they've completely turned them over in that deal. Um, but they kind of had some weird wobbly parts coming towards the end of the season. You know, I mean, there just wasn't times where it just didn't look as comfortable. Hence why, you know, they're sort of in the position now, why they're going to play the Niners. Um, and, Again, we talked about the Jags' momentum. I mean, 49ers, are, I mean, they're a bit on a steamroll at the moment, aren't they? I mean, let's be honest. I mean, put it this way. When Brock Purdy went in, did you think their playoff hopes were done? Let's be honest. I mean, did we think it was really going to go not, down?
1: I mean, no, personally, not me.
0: me. At the end of the day, I think the Niners are a
1: team that you look at and they're the least QB-dependent team in in football. You know, it's the up there with with a team like the Titans, where you go, Well, it doesn't really matter who's under center too much. Um, The difference is, is is (laughs) obviously the Niners have got talent everywhere. Like their defense is, in my opinion, the best defense in the NFL. Um, They've they've, got studs up front. They've got, you know, Fred Warner, who's one of the three best linebackers in the NFL. They've got, okay, the secondary isn't great, but when you've got a a stud front seven um, and you're not giving quarterbacks time to throw the ball you haven't got to all be Deion Sanders and Jalen Ramsey on the back end. You know, you just have to be, you know, be able to stay in coverage and make plays on the ball and you're going to win more often than you lose. And then obviously when you, when you look at the offense, let's forget the the quarterback, you've got Christian McCaffrey, you've got uh, George Kittle, who's just on an absolute tear at the moment, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, you've got the best left tackle in football, Trent Williams, a pretty good O-line as well. Everywhere. And probably the most important piece is Carl Shanahan. Now, you know, say what you want about him. Obviously. he's a Falcons fan and what happened in that Super Bowl and against um the Kansas City Chiefs a couple of years ago in that Super Bowl. This dude is, is a stud play caller, he's a stud offensive mind. In my opinion, he is our generation Sean Payton. He he's a guy that we're all gonna look at in five, six, seven, ten years' time and go best offensive play caller of a generation. He, he's, he really is fantastic. Um, and he is the reason that the quarterback position doesn't matter too much. Now, when you look at the success that Brock Purdy's had, it does make you think, hang on a minute, why did you give up so much to go and get Trey Lance? Like This is a system that doesn't necessarily need a stud quarterback. But that's for another day, that conversation. We're talking about the playoffs. And we've got Brock Purdy, who is... I think ever watched Brock Purdy at college he was an older prospect the guy that played a lot of college football I think he played nearly 50 games um of college ball like he knows how to 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 play quarterback he knows how to command an offense and how to to run an offense and he's he's smart you know he's a guy that can read read the field better than most rookie quarterbacks um so I think it's almost the perfect situation for a rookie uh, you know rookie passer especially one of a a lower pick and this is this guy was the last pick in the draft um and it looks like he's fallen into the perfect situation um in san francisco now no rookie quarterback has ever made a super bowl let alone won one i don't think many are gonna have a better chance than brock purdy's got got this year
0: yeah it's um it's a cool story i mean let's be honest you know we always like to see unless they're like your big biggest rivals and obviously they're you know terrible one over on you like we all like to see things like that in the NFL right you know when something happens like that and and to be fair you know a couple of games I've watched him in and like you said in respect to the 49ers system with Shanahan it's you know very less QB needy let's call it that but he's been making the throws and you know and when when he's had to put his quarterback skills to the test on certain third down plays certain plays that you know he's got to run He's been on a dime. I mean, like some of the games I'm watching, I'm like, the kid, the kid's good. You know, considering he was the last pick of this draft, is 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 pretty special. So, yeah, I mean, if we're breaking this down, I think Seattle are going to have to really bring out the big. Well, I don't know. To me, I, it's one of these games that I'm I, I would I'm taking the Niners now. Really, I don't know really if it's gonna how bad it could get, but, you know, Seattle are going to have to produce something quite special if they're going to come up with a game plan to even <clears throat> try and keep this in touch, you know? Yeah, so,
1: I, I think Seattle all can, you know, the, the game they played in week 15 was 21 to 13 to the Niners. So, the Niners had some explosive plays, you know, George Kittle made some great plays, but, Pete Carroll's a smart coach though. Know, he sees he sees that Niners team twice a year and he's seen Carl Shanahan's Niners team twice a year for the last three years, four years, is it? Like yeah, he I knows know. that team. The, the worry that I have is Jordan Brooks looks like he's he's not going to be playing, who is you know, the reason that the South will get rid of Bobby Wagner. He's the guy that makes the tackles, he's the guy that helps them limit explosive play explosive run run plays. He might not play, and if he's not playing Carl Shana has really he exploit that um with some of his, you know, some of his runs and, and getting Christian McCaffrey. You know, they can make lanes for anyone with that O line. If you get Christian McCaffrey one on one with a linebacker, he better be a special linebacker <laughs> if he's going to bring him down. You let him, you let Christian McCaffrey get past the second level into the third level, you're in trouble. um So it might just be a case of if they, be, if they were healthy. If the Seattle Seahawks were, were a healthy football team, I'd give them a. a a, a legit chance, to be honest. I think they can slow them down enough. You know, you look at the George Kittle touchdown in week 15, you kind of go, well, this is just blown coverage. Like, this is this is not good defense. Like, how often mm-hmm. does that happen with Pete Carroll football team? Not not often. Um, but I just think with, with Jordan Brooks being out, it might be a little bit too much. And that O-line isn't great. And you know that the Niners are going to bring pressure. You know they're going to get to Geno Smith. And we all know that Geno Smith likes to throw the ball deep. If you've got no time, you can't throw the ball deep. So it's going to have to be a change of game plan for the, for the Seahawks on offense. It's going to have to be a, a you know cross your fingers and pray on defense. And I just I just don't like their chances too much. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to take the Niners with a, a comfortable home win. Um, I don't know if, it, if they're going to cover the spread, but I like them to win by you know a touchdown, maybe maybe ten points.
0: Yeah, I think it's around that. I think, yeah, the, the, the bookies have got them about nine and a half at the moment. So it's, you know, it's in around that figure. So, but yeah, I think that's, you know, anything can happen come playoff time, right? You know, the records don't matter anymore. It's how you, any given Sunday, it's like, look, if Brock Purdy has a bit of a stinker, gets the pressure, gets to him, you don't know, you know, I, things like this that's can happen.
1: I Seattle, that's Seattle's best chance is that they get a rookie quarterback who's like a deer in the headlights when, the, you know, it's playoff time, it's all good. In his head, of you know, a rookie quarterback's never gone to the Super Bowl, that sort of stuff, and they just catch him on a bad day. Um, but I just, don't, I don't know if, if the Seahawks have have got, I don't know if they've got the goal to get after him to put enough pressure in him But, you yeah. know. I think that he can just check down to the- McCaffrey and to Debo all day and, and to Kiddo all day, and they can just grind a win out um, if they have to. So yeah, I think that's their best chance, the Seattle Seahawks. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't bank on it.
0: No, that's it. Yeah, it's gonna be a the very it could be a long day for them if they uh yeah, depending on uh, how this game goes. But uh yeah, yeah so the fact that, they're uh, in the playoffs is a win, I think, for Seattle, you know. Um, I think I mean yeah, you know, you you've got you got to be at a point where if you're a Seahawks fan, you're happy to be there. Like and, and look, let's not break it down. Obviously you want your team to win in the playoffs, but you know, let's be you know, you've got to be realistic as fans sometimes, you know, like in respect, I know we didn't, but if the Falcons won the MC South by a pinch, in mind it was only a game in it in the end. I'd be like, oh, that's fine. It's quite nice to be here. But I'm not expecting anything, you know, like in respect to what exactly, Seattle, exactly. Seattle had. So they've they, they won this offseason. They've won this offseason, you know, like they, they've got so much capital out of Russell Wilson. They're hitting on all their draft picks. They've looked such a good system. And in respect, you know, you had people going, they were, they were coming out, you know, people in the office, Pete Carroll, like, we're not on the rebuild. And I remember before the offseason, we're like, I think Pete's losing it a bit because this doesn't look like <laughs> even yeah, the a mountain. Yeah, mm. So England, I expect them to have a
1: top, top three pick, and they like, they nearly did have a top three pick, and it wasn't that. <laughs> you know, they're, they're, they've had a, they've had a great year, um, Shell and I think they they you know if if they beat the Niners and move on to the next round, unbelievable. But I think even if even if this is where the season comes to a close, they've had a great season and, it, and it's it's looking good for them, looking good for them and, yeah. and looking good for Geno Smith's pockets as well. That dude's gonna get paid.
0: Yeah, 100 percent Yeah, so exactly. So there's a lot looking forward now being um a Seattle fan for sure in terms of the future, especially this upcoming off season as well. So uh we'll move swiftly on to the uh to the big batch of games on the Sunday. Um let's start off with the uh the big first game, which is uh Obviously, your season's still going, Bill. So your Buffalo Bills now, uh, you know, against yeah, against Miami. Um, it wasn't who I was expecting because I didn't. Miami, you know, what happened that day, you know, on on the last week 18, it was just a bit. A lot of things were happening. I was keeping. I'll tell you what. I was keeping me more of a close eye on the draft pick situation because Houston had me interested. I was like, hang on a minute, this is all happening, and then yeah, it kind of just went, and then Miami have snuck in. So it's you know, and, and they nearly threw that away, you know, like in respect to their, their sort of the way they finished the season. So a win for them, but it's going to be it's, well. <laughs> let's be honest. I've, 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 it's the Bills all the way for me, obviously, and I'm sure it'll sure be for yourself. I mean, how do you see this matchup? As you know, because obviously you're you know you're a fan, you're a Buffalo fan. I mean, how do you see this matchup really?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, so I had the Bills game on obviously on on Sunday against the Patriots, and I, I knew that. Once, obviously, Kansas City had, had beaten the Raiders, I knew that the one seed was out of out of the question for us, which is, is unfortunate. You know, we were the one seed for a long period of time. You know, the the devastating, unfortunate thing happens on Monday Night Football with DeMar Hamlin, and, you know, that's taken away from the Bills. And look, you know, there's not a Bills fan alive that is going to tell you they, they want the one seed if it meant, you know, the, the Bills having to go out and play that Monday night game after what happened to DeMar. You know, every Bills fan just wanted... The Bills to get out of there. Demar to be healthy, and football didn't matter. So you know the Chiefs are the one seed. It is what it is. Once we knew that, the Bills knew that the the potential opposition if they beat the Patriots would be the Patriots themselves. Um, well, beat the Patriots, the Miami Dolphins, and Pittsburgh Steelers. So I, I was kind of watching the scores of the of the Miami game and the Pittsburgh game. Once Pittsburgh jumped ahead and and Miami was struggling, it looked like it was going to be Pittsburgh, which is the team that I wanted. I looked mm-hmm. at it and I went, well, you know, the Patriots were playing them now. We're beating them. They're out. They're home. Um, the Steelers, we, we played them once a the season. We blew them out. Um, obviously, Gabe Davis had that long, long touchdown. Um, and obviously, Miami, we split the series with them um, it, during the regular season. So, for me, it was like, right, Steelers, that's great. When Miami pulled it off with a, you know, the last second field goal, or whatever it was, last five seconds of the game or something silly, you kind of went, okay. Miami Dolphins, and everything turned to it's still going to be a rainbow. You know, he's had some concussions this season. Now, technically or officially, it's two concussions. I think it's more like three. I'm pretty sure he suffered a concussion in week three against the Bills. Then, obviously, got you know, pretty badly hurt against the Bambles the week after. Um, and then, of course, a couple of weeks ago, uh, once more. So, from a perspective of it's difficult because in the Bills. i like, I don't want him to play because Miami are undoubtedly a better football team with Tua as a quarterback. So from that point of view, I don't want him to play. From a point of view of this is playoff football, you've got to beat the best. It's, it, you know, it's difficult. It's going to. It looks like it's going to be Skylar Thompson. You know, been ruled out. Teddy Bridgewater doesn't seem to be 100 percent after fracturing his finger, and it looks like it's going to be. It looks like it's going to be Skylar Thompson. I think the Bills open up as 16 and a half point favorites, which is the biggest spread in NFL playoff history, I believe. The Bills should win comfortably. The Bills should win by two scores. Two touchdowns, really. Yeah. yeah. If I Miami mean, somehow pull it off and win the game, you have to take it out for them. But it will be devastating. Um, it will be devastating to, to this Buffalo Bills team that, you know, Josh Josh's contract kicks in next year. This was meant to be the year. This is the year they went to paid Von Miller. This is, you know, we've all been talking about, or potentially OBJ, maybe even now Gronk's going to come in for the playoffs. Like, this was meant to be the year. Von's <laughs> obviously out. OBJ doesn't look like he's going to sign anywhere this offseason. Gronk's a pipe dream. Yeah, I don't know, mate. I, I feel like okay. we, we can, can beat, we, should, we can, we should beat Miami. After that,
0: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's um it's been a bit of a roller coaster obviously with obviously a that happened obviously last week, but in terms of the way, you know, putting football at, at the forefront here, it's it's yeah, it, it's kind of <clears throat> for me personally, I mean <laughs> i mean, this is a guy that had the chiefs vision last in the division, you know, so I'm never doing that again in my entire life. But uh, you know, I mean like, in terms of the way this this matchup is, um I mean is is Tua confirmed out now. I mean, is that the sort of situation yeah, even though Confirmed out. Yeah. Look, I mean, the end of the day, whoever whoever they chuck in, um, whoever's the healthiest at the time, it's just not gonna really make much of a dent. You know what I mean? And and you know, this shouldn't be a conversation. We should be having a week after where they they break break Buffalo's hearts. You know what I mean? Like it's a little bit. This should be like I say this is kind of like your pivotal year because this is like right. We've we've kind of kind of thrown the kitchen sink a little bit at it with. You know, yeah. over minus spend, you know, etc. So, yeah, it'd be and it'd be a bit of a disappointment because obviously I'm going to see the Bills go a bit further because we should see some better matchups. You know, like in respect, Miami are to have, very fortunate to be there. So, you know, it should be really that case.
1: Yeah, well, so, I don't I know, know if you've seen today that um, if so, if the AFC Championship game is Bills Chiefs is the one yeah. that's one seat versus two seats. Obviously, because of what happened, that home field advantage isn't there for either team. That yeah. game has it's been confirmed, that game will be played in Atlanta. Uh-huh. Mm. So, Which is- hey, but well, hey, we're there somehow. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it. You know, Indianapolis made the most sense, um, but they had something going on at the Lucas Oil. So I think Atlanta's a great second choice. Um, and fingers crossed, fingers crossed, my Bills can get there. Um, But to be honest, if I'm being being completely honest, (laughs) if I'm being completely honest, I'd rather the Chiefs didn't get there and then we can host an AFC Championship game in Buffalo. So I don't really want to be there, but I'll take (laughs) being there rather than not not being in the playoffs. So yeah, Yeah. let's let's see what
0: happens, but just interesting. No, that's it for sure. So yeah, that'll be an interesting one for this one. So the game after, so we're looking at... Now this one's kind of like, I feel like one I want to talk most about is uh, the Vikings-Giants. Now if I'm just sure I could put it into words really because the Vikings have been a really bit of a I mean I can't really I mean bar obviously that sort of miraculous 33 point comeback and you know they kind of seem to be down and not out type attitude you know they've they've won a lot of games this year on like one score basis type thing and but there's been games where I've seen them I mean I'm going to point out the Dallas one in particular I mean you know we all have a, every team can have a bad day and they had a bad day. But there's something about this Giants team that can really possibly put a bit of a spoiler on. I mean, you know, if if, if you look at it like that, I mean, obviously the game will be it will be in Minnesota. It's gonna be a bit of an environment. Um, but for me, really, for, for me personally, I feel like for the Giants, um moving forward, I think Brian Dable obviously for me, he's coach of the year for what he's done. Like yeah, I, agree. I, I wasn't even considering the fact that you have to put that in the offseason. No one was talking about the Giants at all. Even with Brian Dable going there, it was it was going to be a, a job to to kind of you know get what they want and sort you know things you know everything in that all, in, in the organization. And they're in the playoffs, and and I've watched them sometimes this year, and they look good, you know. So and and half that to me is a lot of it is down to Brian Dable's coaching. You know, he's he's managed to resurrect some players. You know, Saquon Tame stayed healthy and had a very good year. Daniel Jones has looked amicable enough to to play, and he's won games, you know, and, and under the system. Um, I don't know. I kind of like the chance a little bit, but then it it wouldn't surprise me if Kirk Cousins goes off with Je- with Justin Jefferson. You, you know, and yeah. um, they they tear it up. So, I mean, what do you think personally? Well, I
1: mean, Justin Jefferson
0: had a had a hell of a day against the Giants when they played
1: uh, earlier in the regular season, and I mean, as he does against <laughs> most teams, to be fair. Um, as long as as long as it's not in week week seventeen. Um, so there's always that worry, and especially with a Wink martin doubt defense. You know, the Giants run. It's heavy blitz. You know, they, they like to bring pressure. When you bring pressure, you play man. I don't think there's any corner in the league that can play man with Justin Jefferson. And if there is, he definitely doesn't play for the New York Giants. So <laughs> it's just going to depend on how often you want to risk it. How often does Wink Martin Dow want to go, I'm going to lean into what I know, lean into what I do. We're going to go blitz, blitz, blitz. We're going we're gonna to make Kirk Cousins' life a nightmare. And then you just have to bank that Kirk Cousins doesn't, you know, replace the Blitz with a ball and instead gets frazzled and, and can't get off his, his first read and and they're able to get pressure quickly. I don't know if that's what I would do. I would probably want Wink Martindale to rein that right in. They're they're gonna expect blitz. You know, Wink Martindale blitzes like nearly 50% of the time or something crazy like that. Like he loves it. So if you all of a sudden, go well. Do you know what? We're going to blitz ten percent of the time. You haven't you haven't prepared for this all week, have you? Mm. Is that a way they can
0: get an advantage? You know, I don't
1: know if Wink Martindale will do that, but I think that's the kind of thing that Brian Dable might demand of his defensive coordinator. Brian Dable is a smart coach. He's a coach that likes the game plan for the opposition. You know, he's he's a Bill Belichick, Nick Saban guy. He looks at his opposition and goes, "What gives us the best chance to beat you?" As opposed to a guy, maybe you know, like Sean McDermott. defense goes. this is what we do and this is how we do it and that's the end of it i think brian Day was a little bit more like this is the opposition this is what we've got to do to beat them and this is what we're going to do you know we're going to put i'm going to put my guys in the best position to win the game on the other side of the ball that biker's defense is nothing special they make plays on the ball they can take the ball away if if you're clumsy or if you're you know a, a little bit lazy um but they're not a spectacular defense it's just, has this Giants offense got enough to put enough points on the board? Like you said, Saquon Barkley finally, you know, finally stayed healthy and looked good. Daniel Jones has has looked like, to be honest, it looked like year two Josh Allen, which is, you know, for if I'm a Giants fan, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Um, he finally got it, that year it, out of him because it took a while. You, yeah, it's taken a while, and you kind of look at him and go. Okay, look, it's not the fidget finished project, but this is a guy that can get it done with his legs when he needs to. Can we? You know, can we work in your season to get him at a respectable level from the pocket and, and with his with his arm? Let's find out. Um, Richard James and, and Asiah Hodgins, who I'm gutted is not a Buffalo Bill anymore. Um, <laughs> have, have, you know, they look reasonable. Now, neither one of them are going to, they're not Justin Jefferson, but they're, they're both, and arguably they're both wide receiver threes. Mm. But they're doing a job. They're doing a job and they're up against, Patrick Peterson's obviously a stud, but he's, you know, he's towards the end of his career. I think this is the team that everyone, everyone looks at the playoffs and goes, it's going to be an upset. One of the favorites is going to lose. Now, I think it's going to be the Chargers. But if I had to make my second pick, Nick, it, it would be that the Vikings get beat by the Giants. Uh, mm. And, you know, look, it's hard. I love the Vikings. I re- As a Bills, Bills and Vikings fans have this kind of weird thing. Like we both have had awful Super Bowl luck. We're both playing cities that are just fucking freezing all the time. But I don't know what it is. It's just that like camaraderie it's where we kind of get on. But yeah. also Brian Daybol, you know Joe Shone, uh, Cy Hodgins. Like we we like the New Jersey Jills over there too because of the guys that they got. So this is a, a game that I'm going to be watching and trying not to root for anyone. Just watch the game and enjoy the game. But yeah, I definitely think definitely think upset alert siren should be going off in the Vikings' heads here because. The Giants, I think, can be dangerous, at least for wild card weekend. I don't know if they'd do much if they if they got through, but I think for this game, they can be dangerous.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, yeah, it's definitely one that <clears throat> was definitely on my mark calendar anyway, because it was always, uh, yeah, if you look at a close matchup, this could be really interesting. And, uh, yeah, should be a good one. Um, and then we're going into, obviously, the later latter um, of the game, which is uh, another divisional matchup for uh, the Bengals and the Ravens um from what's been said i mean that just straight off the bat we're not even sure if lamar's gonna play um there's like not so you know he hasn't practiced all week so as far as the reports been coming out so you know you if you're a ravens fan and you haven't got lamar jackson even to half give you a chance then <clears throat> i'm not gonna hold much hope i mean look the bengals and to be fair you know in respect they're a team i looked at right and they had a bit of a not a rocky start, but you know, they were a bit back and forth. That you know, everyone was like, Oh, you know, it was last year, a bit of a bit of a well, call it a fluke, a bit of catch a lightning in a bottle type season. Yeah. You know, was it was kind of like that. Um, but they kind of got their stuff together and they've been on a very decent run. Um, you know, and they've looked solid. You know, Burrow's been you know doing the job, you know, with, with everyone on that field, you know, he's been using other receivers as well, and then part of that offense to uh to keep it going. Um, to me. <sighs> I mean, again, you look at it and you say it's not going to be close if the Lamar doesn't play. Obviously, I don't hold hold that much hope. You know, it's it could be it could be too much for the Ravens, really. I mean, you know, and I've seen some of the games they played. I mean, they played us, I think, around week fifteen, sixteen, and even with Tyrod Huntley at a backup as a, you know as a backup quarterback, and and it just there was a lot. There's a lot they've got to do, you know, to kind of overcome this Cincinnati team. Like, let's be honest, let's not beat around it, um, especially if they haven't got. Um, I don't know if you, I'm sure you probably feel similar. Um, but Cincinnati, don't be surprised if Cincinnati gets to the championship game. Like, I feel like that's yeah. kind of where they can be. They, yeah. they can be that dangerous moving forward. Yeah, but for
1: me, I mean, let's just, just talk about Joe not quickly. I think he's pushed himself into the stratosphere of Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. You know, for me at the start of the year, it was Mahomes and Allen in their own little you know, league if you like top tier. Then it was Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Aaron Rodgers, um, those kind of guys, and then the drop off. For me, I feel like Aaron Rodgers has dropped out of that tier. You know, and gone down a tier. I feel like Joe Burrow pushed himself up a tier into tier one, and now Herbert's in tier two. You know, with Lamar Jackson, um, probably just those two together. Um, I don't, I don't think the Ravens stand a chance without Lamar Jackson. I think with Lamar Jackson. It's a it's a tough game. Like this Ravens defense since they signed Rokon Smith or traded for Rokon Smith has changed. It's become a playmaking unit, a much better unit. Um I don't think I think they need that Lamar Jackson magic if they're gonna if they're gonna make it happen. The Bengals are such a well-rounded team. The offense is, you know, like I said, they've got one of the best three quarterbacks in the NFL, they've got one of the top three wide receivers in the NFL, they've got one of the five best running backs in the NFL. Like they're a good football team. They really are a good football team. Um and for me, I will always, unless the Bengals are playing the Bills, I will always root for the Bengals. Um, you know, they they helped us, you know, break our drought and Dalton to Tyler Boyd against the Ravens, a touchdown that, that you know, finally got us to the playoffs after so many years. So I've got a, a place in my heart for the Bengals as long as they're not playing the Bills. But knowing, knowing that if we beat Miami and if they beat the Ravens, that we play the Bengals, Scares the shit out of me, man. It really does. Mm-hmm. Scares the life out of me. I think they're they're so good. Um, yeah. So as I'm going to be cheering for them, I'm going to be wanting the Bengals to win. But there is a tiny part of me that's going to be like, please, somehow pull this off, Ravens, so we can yeah. play you guys instead of <laughs> instead of having to play the Bengals. And look, the Bengals are going to be pissed off, man, because mm. again, you know, going back to that Monday night game of what happened to Damar Hamlin. The, they were, they were ahead. Now, the game was only eight minutes old. You know, the Bills had trailed I think the Bills have been trailing seven to three in five games this season, and the Bills won all of them. Like, it, we don't know who was going to win that game. But it's easy for the Bengals to sell themselves. We were up. We scored on the first drive. We were marching down the field. Yeah. If we won that game, we would be playing the Bills in Cincinnati. Instead, we've got to go to Buffalo. So, we're going to go to Buffalo. We're going to kick their ass, and then we're going to Kansas City. We're going to kick their ass, too. But like yes. it's easy for them to sell the, to sell that in the change, right? Sell the plan, yeah. Yeah, it's exactly. I believe it, and, you know, so if I believe it, I'm sure those guys believe it. Yeah. So exactly, yeah. I'm going to be cheering for the Bengals. I think the Bengals are going to win, but there's a tiny part of me that just hopes somehow, somehow the Ravens know. just from knowing the Bengals and just through pulling out some magic out of a hat, um, turn it around and beat. And beat the Bengals but then how how crazy would it be if, if the Ravens beat the Bengals somehow and Lamar Jackson's still not ready can you imagine mm-hmm. the narrative oh so the Bills get in the playoffs they beat a tourless Miami they beat a John Lamar Jackson the felt Ravens and now they have the, the yeah City like I don't know I I think Bengals are gonna win but like I said part of me's kind of got his my fingers crossed when I say that
0: yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, because people Out of fear. People think, Out of Yeah. Fear. Out of yeah. Fear. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, from a from a from a neutral perspective, like it's annoying because it's kind of like, oh, that's such. That's like the game for me. That's like the divisional game of of of, of the of the playoffs, especially in the AFC. And it's like, but you kind of because I kind of still want that Bills Chiefs. You know, I I do want that again. Like, you know, it is it's. it's Let's be honest. It's arguably the game that people are gonna watch just a little bit less than the Super Bowl. Like everyone wants the Super Bowl. Everyone, everyone want to watch the Chiefs Bills. Right? It's kind of like, you know, the and and in respect, the NFL scriptwriters will want that as well. You know, like you know, they're they're gonna want it.
1: So, man, you know, last year, thirteen seconds. The year before that, it was the AFC Championship game. Like everyone's been saying that the Bills and Chiefs are on a collision course for the (laughs) AFC Championship game. They've been saying it all season it's still a possibility the Bills have to live up to their end of the bargain. Um, so we'll, we'll see. But the Bengals are the
0: team that made me go,
1: hang on, you two might be irrelevant. The Bengals might be going back.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and again, and again it, it, if you said that, it really wouldn't surprise me because of the way they, they've obviously finished out this yeah. year and how yeah. good they've looked. And, and you just pointed out what they can do on both sides of the ball and obviously, yeah, and Joe Burrow are on a roll. So, um, yeah, they're going to be definitely uh, up for this one. So, yeah, that, that could be an interesting one. come. Uh, Sunday, but we'll finish off with the last one. So I'm not gonna lie, right? <laughs> you know, we, again, like our division winner, like you know, it could have been anyone. In the end, Tampa, realistically, I say deserved it. Got enough yeah, done okay. to get it to get it through. But I'm telling you now, right? If, if I'm a if I'm a Cowboys fan, you've just been drawn to the let's let's put this out. The record doesn't matter anymore. You're in the playoffs, right? You've now got to go to Tampa and play the greatest of all time. I wouldn't want to do it. I'd be really shitting myself if I'm a Dallas fan right now because there's a lot riding on this because obviously Mike McCarthy's job probably, let's be honest, you know, like in respect, you know, that they've had a pretty, you know, a pretty solid season, let's be honest. You know, they've, they've come through, They, you know, in, they even went toes to toes to try and even get the division back in the end. That's how close it got. Um, but for me, you just can never rule out One of the greatest to do it. Tom Brady, look, everything says Dallas. It's like, look, Dallas, realistically, the way they've been playing, the way they've had it all season, players toe-to-toe. Because, you know, Tambor have had a down year. Let's call it as it is. You know, top bowls even in his first year. There's been changes around enough that's obviously caused – call it a rift, you know, call it a bad season, call it what you want. You're still in the playoffs, right? So, yeah, that isn't going to phase Tom Brady, is it? You know, like, this is a man that can – he's been there and done it so many times – is he gonna be afraid of Dallas? No. You know that <laughs> I don't know how you feel, but I feel like that I, I'd be scared if I'm a Cowboys fan. Because this, this could easily be a one and done right now for the for them this Yeah, week.
1: this is this is how
0: the Cowboys go.
1: How the fuck have we won all these games and we have to go to Tampa and play Tom Brady in the first round of the playoffs? This is some bullshit. Yeah. Like <laughs> like you say, records don't matter. None of it matters. All that matters is Tom Brady in the playoffs. No one wants none of that. And you know, like I said, Jags are my favorite to get an upset. The the Giants are my second favorite. The Tampa Bay Bucks are my third favorite because <laughs> just Tom Brady. Tom Brady is going to be sit- like sitting yeah, in there and saying, Jam. Made the playoffs. That's all that matters. All that matters is we made the dance. We're here. We're yeah.
0: here,
1: and we've got me. We have got Mike Evans. We have got Chris Godwin. We got playoff Lenny running the ball. You know, mm. we've got guys on defense. Their defense is great, but watch them make plays in the playoffs. Watch mm. Vita Vea. Watch, watch these guys make playoff make plays in the playoffs. Mm. Now, I don't... They can make a game of it. They will make a game of it. I don't think the Cowboys are going to walk in there and blow them out at all. Mm. I think the Cowboys have just enough to get it done. But I, I do believe we're going to see that narrative of, <laughs> oh, no, here comes Tom. Here, co- here comes Tommy. Hmm. Tommy <laughs> it's it, it, it easy easily be done. Something tells me if the Bucks win this game, they're gonna to go to the Super Bowl. Like they're either gonna be one and done, or
0: yeah.
1: or they're going to Arizona, they're going to the dance. Like it's so Tom Brady it hurts. Yeah. And I look I looked at all the quarterbacks left in the AS yes. in the NFC, right? You've got Brock Purdy, you've got Jalen Hurts, you've got um Daniel Jones, you've got Kirk Cousins, you've got Geno Smith, you've got Dak
0: Prescott, and you look at it and go. <laughs> Last year, you would have gone. Well, this is not even a question why we talk about this, but you look at it now because of the, what happened in the regular season, yeah. and you go, Hang on a minute, how, how's that happening? Because these guys got so much more wins, and yet Tom Brady's going to his, well, seems like his 100th Super Bowl, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like <laughs>
1: so, it Tom Brady's looking around going. that room, and he's looking around that room, and he's saying to him, Look at that ring that I got you two years ago. Look at that ring. I've been here. I've done it. You've been here. You've done it. Yeah. You know, so you, all right, we haven't had as good a season as the Cowboys, but they don't know how to handle this pressure.
0: No. The Eagles,
1: they're the one seed. They don't know how to handle this pressure. The Niners, the, Brady's going to be saying the Niners have got a bottle job coach and a rookie quarterback. Fuck them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Brady will sell it to his team that, yeah, all right, we scraped our way in, but watch us go to the dance. Hmm. Watch us we'll go to the big dance. And I think it's up. To, I can't believe it's up to the Cowboys to I stop know. Brady. Like, like if you like NFL fans, if you're not Patriots fans and not Cowboys fans, your two most hated things in the NFL are the Dallas Cowboys and Tom Brady. Like, it's great that one of them gets to go home, but it's awful that one of them gets to go on. Um, I'm yeah. going to take the Cowboys. I think it's a lesser of two evils. I think mm-hmm. if the Cowboys win, it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to go to the Super Bowl. Or I think if if Brady and the Bucks win, I think they're going to the dance um so yeah i'm going with the cowboys but do not be surprised if tb12 does tb12 shit, and, and the bucks
0: move on yeah i think yeah two words in my mouth i mean like yeah like i say i feel like if, if they can get this win over dallas you know which is very plausible obviously we just talked about there's a very good chance they're like They they are that wild card. There's always that wild card team, isn't it? Like you know, like the Giants in 2011. You know, and sort of that type of team where they just get that poison moment because they're in the playoffs and they just go on and beat everyone. It can happen. And if it is, if it is a team, it, 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 you know, who else would you rather pick out of Tom Brady? You know what I mean? The guy who's been there and done it. And players, like you say, in this Bucks team that have got rings, right? So, and I think, like you say, it's good thing you mentioned pressure. To me, it's more pressure on Dallas. Tampa, yeah, there's not pressure on Tampa. You know what I mean? So you know what I mean? so
1: there's no pressure on Tampa Bay. If they go if, if the Dallas Cowboys beat them and Tampa Bay go home, they go, Well, we weren't good enough this year. You can see by our record, we scraped in. This is a what? A thirteen win Cowboys team, twelve win cowboys team? Yeah. Whatever. whatever yeah. You know, this is a team it's that people they're the favourites. How many how many away teams are favourites in the playoffs? Not men. Not doesn't men. happen often. There's no pressure on Brady, and that is a dangerous. That is a dangerous Tom Brady. I will say this though: if it's meant to be the Bills' year, if, if it is meant to be that the Buffalo Bills win their first Super Bowl, it has to be There Sam. is no one. There is no one I'd rather be to win it than Tom Brady. Like that is a Bills fans' wet dream. <laughs> like we, we that's life nice complete a little bit. Like, yeah, we that's go to right. Arizona, we, we're up against <laughs> the Bucks and Tom Brady, and we blow them out and win our first Super Bowl. You, you. I'll probably drink myself to oblivion, with celebration. Um, so yeah, let's let's see. I, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be dangerous. I think TB12 is going to have his moments,
0: but I still think the Cowboys just have enough yeah. to, to get through. No, yeah. fair enough. I think I think just due to like I mentioned about the pressure, I, I am I am favouring Tampa a tad. So it for me, I can I can see like you say TB12 kind of run it really wouldn't surprise me. I think I'd favour that a little bit more than Dallas at the moment. That doesn't mean I'm not going to say Dallas can't, not say win comfortably, but can get the job done. You know, they can go to yeah. Tampa and they, they can do it. Like they've got, you know, when we put things aside, they might use this to their advantage. People are more talking about Tampa upsetting them than Dallas should be winning this game. That, yeah, to me, yeah. can be a lot of a, a, a easy motivator, especially if you're the coaching yeah. staff and Mike McCarthy, to go, look, we're getting disrespected here. We've been having a great season. People were already writing us off to a team that didn't even get above 500. you know what I mean? So you, you can you can use that to your advantage to an extent when you're in obviously in the coaching staff and everything else. I,
1: I think when you look at Tampa Bay, like when it really mattered against the Panthers, they pulled it out. Like Mike <laughs> Evans come alive, Tom Brady come alive, the offence come alive, the defence made plays. Now I know it's the Panthers, it's Sam Darnold, but you know, it is what it is. Hmm. Now last week. Obviously, against you guys, the Bucks didn't play the starters for long or at all. Whatever it was, they knew they knew where they were. They used it as a little bit of a bye week for the veterans. The Dallas Cowboys played their guys against Washington, and they got they got the out of out by the Commanders. That doesn't do much for your confidence when you go. Fuck, we just got the shit out of us by the Washington Commanders. And two weeks ago, when when the when the Bucks had to have it, like they had to have it. They look like they're going to win the Super Bowl. Hmm. That, that's yeah. not going to help your confidence, especially if on the first drive of the game, Tom Brady marches down and scores a touchdown. You are going to be like, ah, oh, here we fucking go. Yeah, <laughs> I am looking forward to it, man. As well, yeah, sneaky yeah. looking forward to that game. <laughs> it's going to be
0: yeah, good because man. you get
1: to wave bye bye to one of them. So at least, at least yeah. we get that. At least we can tell. see yeah,
0: you later. That's it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, <clears throat> again, trying to be trying my best, to obviously, keep keep alive for all these games because you know this is playoff time. You know, you blink and it's gone. Like it does happen, exactly. you know, this Perth time it does happen. So, you know, you're gonna to wanna to enjoy these games and get some good games as well, which I hopefully fingers crossed often we will have. It's,
1: uh, it's playoff football, man, drink the coffee, stay awake. It's yeah, worth it. it. I
0: remember. I'll tell cool. you what I
1: always do, right? I remember once uh a few it was a few years ago and I had a power round and we were like, I'm right, gonna watch the playoffs, yeah, cool. And it got to it was the Viking Saints game, the miracle in Minneapolis. Awesome. Um, my my guy, my pal, Ewan. I'm gonna I'm gonna call him out. My guy Ewan was asleep on the sofa, and he scores the touchdown, rips the helmet off, and the place just erupts. And I'm watching it, and I'm trying to wake up. Oh, Rob, fuck, wake up, man! Wake like, up! What is wrong with you? Yeah. And in that moment, in that moment, I, was, I just said to myself I was like, doesn't doesn't matter if I watch this in the morning. Nothing beats watching that. I mean, obviously being in the stadium, but nothing. Oh, like, yeah, you yeah. can't get that moment back. You can't get yeah. that old shit where you know you don't get these live moments the same time the rest of the world is going oh shit like you can't get that again no and if it means that I have to go to work a little bit tired or it means I have to drink too much coffee then it's good for my health so be it man it's worth it so be it First <laughs> you of all get a moment, moment I'm an NFL fan and if work can't
0: accept that that's their problem that's it no, that's not it. This, the playoffs. this is all what you want it to come down to. If your team's in it or not, you know, you want this is what you want. And this is where, yeah. you know... This
1: is why we're play here, play man. This is team. why we're
0: here. We're here our football. That's it. And uh, just the last one, mate, before we sort of cap off a little bit there. So um, we kind of agreed to sort of go on maybe something that we may have found sort of maybe betting-wise, maybe giving people one tip or so. I mean, I've only found one that I did quite like the look of when I... Kind of looked through it. Um, I understand that you had one that you you like the look of as well. So if we just give our sort of our one off there, and then we uh, we'll get out of here. But uh, so what's uh, what's your sort of your what you've come across there?
1: Yeah. So look, I'm going to be doing some some betting stuff for football betting advice um, and betting with Bill. You know the the fantasy rogue. So I, I've got some stuff coming out closer to game time. But one mm-hmm. one thing I will give to the mid and Keg listeners, uh, I like George Kittle anytime touchdown uh, at six to four with Bet Three Six Five. Now, George Kittle and Brock Purdy, they got something sexy going on them too. There, there's a connection there.
0: Do you know how many touchdowns George Kittle scored in his last four games? It's like six or seven, is it? It's something mad. Like seven touchdowns seven. in his last four games. And that includes <laughs> two touchdowns against the Seahawks in Week 15.
1: Yeah, no he's, he, Yeah, no, he's on the, no he's, on the <laughs>
0: he's Yeah,
1: I <laughs> George gets uh, better than even money on a George Kittle touchdown uh, with a form that he's in at the moment. I'm taking it all day. I'm smashing George Kittle any time touchdown.
0: No, fair enough. I think that's, yeah. If you're going on a player, right? If you said, oh, who's the most informed player? I mean, bar quarterbacks, right? George Allen. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> bar quarterbacks, you know, and you, like you say, you see that run and what he's had and you're like, like, is he bear in mind, this, this, uh, you know what, right? Because I felt like George Kittle had a bit, not a quiet year, you know, but like he was, the Niners using a lot more. The whole McCaffrey trade come in. They started, you know, using yeah. more of the offense, obviously changing quarterbacks. A lot of things happened within this offense, right? And he seemed a bit quiet, not because he's not doing his job. It's maybe, you know, things didn't work out whether in the first half of the year, right? And then like I say, he goes on this run. I'm like, that is a George Kittle we know and love, who is like at times borderline, you could argue, I mean, look, we know we love Kelsey and we could go on about who's a great time, but George Kittle, for me, when it was always between him and Kelsey, like he, he's at that level at the moment, like he, he should be, you know, he's yeah. he's on a tyrant, and and again, good luck trying to stop him because he then now opens up even more things for that 49ers offense, you know, and yeah, he's on an absolute run at the moment. Um, the one for me, so we're going to sort of stick to that game uh, for the 49ers in Seattle, um, one thing I come across was sort of the uh the rushing yard props. Now, uh for me, like you say, if Jordan Brooks obviously, you know, key pieces see our defense, obviously, you know, moving forward what he can do um being on the field. Um, I'm just double checking as so I'm pretty sure unless it's changed. But in terms of the sort of the prop there, so obviously Christian McCaffrey at the time has actually gone up a little bit now. But I I still like it. Um bear in mind if Jordan Brooks is out um so for me uh his rushing yards is 73 and a half, um at the moment um near around just under even money um for me i think it was a little bit less it was like 62 at the time but even you know if it's the case where jordan brooks is out that price might fluctuate a little bit more um to me you know can we point this out a bit earlier with seattle trying to defend the run a little bit and you know shanahan's priority in this offense is always no matter who's at run about they can run the ball right Obviously, they have Chris McCaffrey. Whenever you put the ball in his hands, he makes stuff happen. So he's going to get a lot of snaps, you know, for these running back types. You know, this could easily, for me, break off for him. You know, he can get a few good runs out of this. You know what I mean? They're going to utilise him in every way they can. It's the playoffs. You're not going to not use your guy, right? Other than George Kittle, like we pointed out. But I do, I still like that number. I do think he's going to have a big day running the ball maybe more so than, than catching the ball. You know, you still got playmakers that you can throw to with, with Purdy, Like, say, you mentioned Kittle, Ayuk and, and Devo. So, for me, I feel like if he's going to have a big game, it's going to be running the football. So, I actually quite like that prop, whether you want to mix it up and use it. But I do quite like that um, for me, because I feel like they're going to utilise that big time. You know, McCaffrey coming into the playoffs, is to me, it's quite exciting because, you know, I mean, it, he hasn't been to the playoffs, right? You know, he's been in the Panthers since they've been a bit... On a, on a bit of a downward, on a downward spiral.
1: Was he not there when they lost to the Broncos in the Super Bowl? Was that before he was drafted?
0: No, I'm pretty sure it was before. Pretty sure yeah, it was like yeah, yeah. Kind of that run. So his his first playoff game, he wants. He's under the. He's on the spotlight. He wants to have a big game. So um yeah.
1: I'm sure he yeah. will. I'm I'm sure he will. Um, mm. I'm sure he will. whether it be rushing or receiving. You know, I expect him to, uh, you know, to get on the score sheet as well. I think he'll he'll find himself in the end zone. Um, I think he'll be a big part to play. It just for me, it just depends on how much of a run Elijah Mitchell gets. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, he's come back from injury. I think he had five rushes for like fifty-five yards or two touchdowns or something the other mm. day, and it's like, oh, so they start to make this a two-headed monster in the backfield yeah. now? As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> if you've got Christian McCaffrey, you don't need a two-headed monster in the backfield. You you no. run the wheels off Christian McCaffrey, especially when it's playoff time. So, we'll see what Shanahan decides to do. Um, But, yeah, no, just really looking forward to the playoffs, man. And, um, yeah, yeah, can't wait.
0: Can't wait. No, that's it. That's it. It's going to be good. And, yeah, yeah, roll on Saturday and uh, going forward. But, yeah, we're going to cap it off there, mate. Always a pleasure having you on. I'm sure we'll have a couple more, hopefully, before the, uh, the season ends, too. Uh, and yeah. for everyone listening, obviously thanks for joining in again, and uh, lots of, I hope forever. Uh, yeah, my actual covers here this time, but appreciate you listening, guys. Thank you very much once again. Uh, enjoy the playoffs, and we will catch you soon.